podcast. Yes, Mando baby. Season three. <laughs> season review, season over, season done. But That's season done. hangover. Who's that? Who's that talking? Who is that? Hey, who's that imposter? Hey. Desai, Tyler. Oh. Lowly McDonald's American. Oh, gosh, we had to bring an American on, didn't we? Flipping egg. American has been on here a few times, you know? Like, how many times have you been on now? Is it twice? Three times? Three, isn't it? I'm a three-timer. Yeah. Three-timer. He smashed it every time he's been on, he smashed it. He does the things things that you don't want to do. He goes to watch Shazam, which (laughs) is not a great experience for anybody, but he does it. (laughs) For that, I'm forever in his debt. Gotta bring the British pomp down a notch. Oh, I don't know. Well, pinky rings, firstly, pinkies in the air, sipping tea. Absolutely, no. crumpets, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, first of all, mate, on the child. Very well Thank done. You. My first episode as a zaddy, but very happy about that. Oh, My son fantastic. is the best son ever, and better than anyone else's son. So I appreciate the kind words. No, you no, can't no. say that when Ragnar exists, you know. Yes, well, he true. doesn't even know his dad died, it would seem. I think he knows. I just don't think he's that phased. He didn't care. He said, <laughs> that man's an a- that man's a, a jerk. He shoved me down. He doesn't care about me. He took um, more than 24 hours to come rescue me. <laughs> he had a kit. He, had, he slept on it. You know. They didn't even say a word about that. I couldn't believe that. I thought they'd at least be like, sorry, here's our friend. I think Ragnar should have been there when his dad like stayed and like try to fight off the troopers and the praetorians no, i think you should have seen it's, it it's poetry it rhymes it came full circle it would have would have been poetry like it would have been like Django and boba if he saw his father get like taken down oh wow could have been well, be beautiful boba picked up the helmet but ragnar would have had the helmet on so he should have picked up the head <laughs> well he's not gonna pick up the body is he like that's that's a lot of work Oh, that dude is a unit. I don't know if he's he up a foot. He's not built for it. He's not built for it. He's, he's not. I tell you who's not built for this. John Favreau ain't built for writing uh, a season with high stakes and event and world building. He's not built for it. He is not. We're going in hard early, bruh. And I don't just mean this episode, because I think this episode is still one of the best out of the eight. But... Mm-hmm. I think this season as a whole, like Favreau has really shown his incompetence in like a lot of areas. I don't think he's a bad writer, mm. but I think he's found his limitations. He knows um, he's a bad writer, so you can say that. Well, I think he did a good job in the first season. I think he did a good job in the second good, season. Good job. And it's this one then when you give him a lot more to do, like you have the Mandalore stuff. Which is, again, I think if he just handled that on his own, it would have been fine. But he, I believe he took in Rangers stories. Rangers of the New Republic stories. Kathy said this before, that some of those stories would be absolved by other shows, including The Mandalorian. I think um, all the stuff of Carson Teva, the stuff of Pershing, um, probably even the pirate stuff. That was probably things planned for the, the Rangers show. And he had to absolve it into this. My honest theory is that this season, because I, I think it was Brendan Wayne, I think it was Brendan Wayne ages ago, like a couple of years ago, was they asked him about uh, what to expect from season three. He said, like, it's more like season one, I think is the words he used. And it's like, well, this is nothing like season one <laughs> at all. 
So I think the initial plan was probably have Grogu and Din reunite. They'll do their, you know, little missions, side quests in between the larger story, which is like the restoration of Mandalore and the clans coming together, blah, blah, blah. But because Pedro did Last of Us for 11 months, uh, they changed kind of like where his arc was going to be. They had to absolve Rangers because of Gina Carano, like departed in Lucasfilm and the productions and we got to this point where Favreau probably had a lot more to juggle and it's like I don't think there's a surprise but by the end of this episode by the end of the season he's going back to basics he's like yep we're going to live on Navarro we're gonna do fun little side quests now that, like, that was the hardest turn like that was the hardest in reverse I've ever seen anything any story go and I, I'm I not just, mad about it. Like, I, I give him props for recognizing the problem. Like big props for that. But he went so fast back to back to the comfort zone. Oh, but it I was just. I think it's just funny. I think it's just like he he just can't. Well, there was a quote from him like I think a few weeks ago when he talked about uh, reuniting Din and Grogu and Boba Fett, and he said he couldn't really write the characters apart. Like, they should always be together. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but it's, it was something similar to that. I think that. he said that about every, all the other, all the characters, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, I think I don't even think it was just them two. He goes, oh, I find it a struggle when I don't know, like, where everyone is and they're not together. I'm like, oh, then because, you should yeah. be writing this then, really. Because I, I'm sure I remember him saying it about Dan Grogu, like, by why they reunited so quickly. I know he says now it's, like, supposed to be a year between the end of season two and, and <laughs> the end of Boba Fett, but we know that's just... He said that in hindsight, right? But um, <laughs> when you look at even this episode, you look at last week, it's really good, tense moment. Din gets captured by the, the point guards, troopers, wherever. I don't actually know the real... The I haven't got clue. What are they actually called? Mandalorian I don't know. troops? Praetorians. But they, they, not Praetorians, the other ones, the the white ones the, with the jetpacks. Like, they oh, take... The Gideons. The Gideon, like dudes. Gideonites, yeah. They, they take they take Din and like get him to the ground and fly him off, and it's like tense moments, like oh, like what's gonna happen to him? Literally, I counted it, like I checked the, the TV twice. Three minutes, Din has been rescued by Grogu. Like they were already reunited. Don't like, worry about that. How did Grogu find him, mate? How did? Yeah, exactly. Din goes off. He literally he gets. The, well, the force is a sat nav now. Like, I mean, works in mysterious ways. Listen, he got picked up and taken away in the other direction. And there's a huge, like, chasm in the middle of it, right? Grogu goes the other way with Bo and the rest of them through that hole, and they run through the, the caves or wherever. He does actually. And he's just. See his foot. Yeah, and then you can, and then he goes back, and then somehow he finds him. I don't know how he did it. Like that, we know that thing can't fly. We know. I, I don't know. It's silly. It's just convenience. Like, why is Gideon only having Din being like escorted by two it's troopers? Been, it's been, don't ask questions. Just switch your brain off. You're taking this way too seriously, my friend. It's just again, it's it's the it's the problem with the writing, right? It's a lot of conveniences. Yeah, and. We'll take a problem that you brought up first to me earlier today, the R5 thing. How was he just there? Yeah, how did he just find that rock? When did he get there? I yeah, like, like... <laughs> he doesn't land on the planet with the, the Matt. Like, he yeah. is still with he is still with the Mandalorians. You see him on Navarro. But... Yeah, yeah, I've got no problem with that. But, like, just if he's got a jetpack, then like, have him 
just quickly fly off one of the ships or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't you don't see it at all. It's just like he just yeah. hits them up and he's just like behind a rock, you know? Like because he like even if he came down with like I don't know the reinforcements later on or something, it yeah. would have made sense. But there's nothing, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, also, that, those moments they was definitely trying to rip um, or take inspiration from R two D two in Revenge of the Sith, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when R2 comes face to face with the with the battle droids, when it's like, we're supposed to go up, not down, like all that stuff. You know? Um, who did I who did I listen to today? And they weren't happy. Still, oh, I've, what's it work on? I've not, like, listened or spoke to anybody outside of, like, you pay about this. I have no idea what the perception is online. About I think this. it's pretty much where you're going in this in this general direction. Okay. So I was saying, what about you, what about you Tyler? Um, I have not I see I, I sense that I just kind of surround myself with more positivity. But I've seen online as like kind of just like kind of kind of yeah, <laughs> I am all the Disney bucks. I have a kid now, okay? I gotta do what I can. He needs that annual pass. He needs it. <laughs> I do love Disneyland. Um, I've seen it a little bit more positive. I don't... I've, I've distanced myself from being deep in the weeds, because sometimes get, the weeds get a little messy. Um, but it seems like fairly positive. Like, usually I check Reddit, and Reddit seems like... Like, if it's really bad, they're always moaning, but they're, like, they always, like, go and, like, focus in on the good moments. So, at least mm. last night, it seemed like there's some, some decent things. Um, I feel like the, the clunkiness of the execution has brought to light um, some of the conveniences or, or like, kind of little holes that, that have been there before that they've kind of gotten a pass. Um, I don't I don't understand the plotting, really. Because even though I really enjoyed it and I've, I've liked the season overall, but I don't I don't get why you you end on Din having this like big tense moment of being taken away, episode seven, and this one like you said three minutes later, boom, he's back. Um, like to me, that's just like you're you're just undoing yourself. And there's a lot of things this season where it's like, but again, we do it, we undo yeah. it, we do it, we undo it. Yeah, and that's why I want to keep on, and that is a lot of decisions made from season two they've gone back on. Gideon gets arrested. That's why he just breaks out. We don't see him break out. He just gets out and yeah, he's just chilling on Mandalore now. Um, Din and Grogu reunited already. Cool. You know, Din's arc in the in the second season, I genuinely believe, and it I think most people would agree with me on this, was he was seeing what it meant to be a Mandalorian, the values that Bo Katan and the Night Owls have, and uh Boba Fett Cobanth isn't a Mandalorian, but he has the right values. And I feel like he was going in the direction to like go away from you know the rules of the children of the watch but based off of pedro's schedule they were like okay well let's just keep him with his his uh his, his group and let's have him with the helmet on the entire season because it's future proofs us like if pedro can never like show up again we'll just have him for the voice and or wherever like they've gone back on decisions they made in the last season whether it's out of convenience whether it's out of things out of their control like pedro's schedule which again though you can like there was many reshoots on this pedro had a three-month gap in last was filming from december 2021 uh, until march 2022 <clears throat> so you could have scheduled him in but again as we've seen with favreau i think his limitations are here and yeah, I just don't. I just don't know. I 
I don't think the season is bad. Like I wouldn't refer to I don't even I wouldn't even call any episode bad. Like for me. Some are okay. And there's only there's like I think there's three that are legitimately considered good. And that includes this one. Mm. Um Yeah, those being episode seven and episode two. Um when they first go to Mandalore. Um But yeah, I think that this episode i think the first half of this episode isn't very well done but i think the latter half of the episode is fun and i think the the action and the set pieces are good like i think the fights between din Bo, and gideon are good um i like the i like the aerial combat between the mandalorians and gideon's troopers um i like that stuff and yeah i it's just the the, the first half of the episode i don't think is very good um do you think that was mm-hmm. affected? Like, you talk about the reshoots a lot. I would like to know what was reshot, what was changed. Do you feel like well, that it, was like suffered from that? I don't season, know. Right? <laughs> I don't know what was reshot. I know like um I know KD went back for filming and, and Giancarlo did. So it's probably stuff to do with them. I don't know exactly what. Um and I don't mean like that oh it's the final fight. I really don't know. What, what it was um we just know pedro never went for them um i feel like they've cut things out that were supposed to be here like we know from a lego set that there were supposed to be fang fighters in the finale there's no fang fighters um where i think that would have maybe factored in was when the thai bombers and interceptors go up to take down axel wolves ship maybe fang fighters would have shown up because we we don't see the bombers or the interceptors again they just seem to just disappear yeah we're not so it's like did the fang is that where the fang fighters were supposed to come in and have like you know a space battle maybe it was too expensive maybe they were like look we got to cut this out because it's you know the season's going to go go overblown in budget because you don't necessarily miss it do you like it's not exactly a thing that we're like oh something feels like it's missing even if you look at like a scene where um towards the end where din is uh he comes through like the, the doorway or whatever where ragnar's getting like baptized we'll just call it baptized for lack of a better word right mm-hmm. um getting the water poured on his helmet which is silly but yeah like like i thought they would have had him bathe in the waters or something you know um so the pouring the water on his helmet and when you look at din he comes in he's like he's dry right like there's no water on him but when he's then conversing with the armorer after like ragnar's had his baptism and grogu's on the step and he's asking for grogu to be baptized there's water on din's helmet so there was a scene in between him coming through the door and him talking to the armorer where he gets wet which makes me think there was a scene where she baptizes din which just got cut ultimately we don't need that scene because he's already redeemed and forgiven um maybe it's like a steam room in there mage do you think he could just be sweaty yeah she's not got it and the other mandalorians he walks past doesn't have it so how many people yeah i know many people who have extra perspiration (laughs) i just think I just think they've cut out scenes and sequences from it. Again, it's Very nothing picky. noticeable. 
Very, very picky. No, it's nothing noticeable, but I think like <laughs> there has been cuts in this episode. Oh, no, no. I can tell yeah, this this I thought this episode was breakneck speed. I was like, whoa, we need to slow down somewhere, please. Could have done with five, seven minutes, I think, just to breathe a little bit. I also love like that there's just a one random exposition dump in this in this episode. Like Giancarlo, like the doors open, Gideon's there, he's like shouting at Din. He was like, you killed my clothes before they even took their first breath. I was making them so I could move them <laughs> with the they technically awake? Because that one looked at Grogu, so they weren't yeah, technically already yeah, alive. But they didn't breathe. Yeah, they're alive. I ain't, having him, I ain't having him kill him just by pressing a couple of buttons, mate. I don't really understand how that overwrote the system. But uh, it's just in, like, if anything, and he set them free by like, you know. I appreciate that you said there was only one exposition dump. That was very generous of you. Like one that was felt like just out of it, you know? There like was, was just three. we need to see it. It was just one that was just like we need to explain all of why there's clones and what Gideon's plan was. No, like in this Din, one moment. Din did it in the hallway when he's on the little comms with R five. He did it um at the end when he's talking with Carson. And then um what was the other one? Didn't that's not that bad well, though, when like, they're talking about the grass as well in the caves. Oh, that's, 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 I don't think that's an expert. Like, that's, that's, no. that's just them explaining how. I, well, I think that that scene, the one with the with the, it. with the garden stuff. Yeah, I like that scene too. I think what they were saying with there was just that there's hope to for Mandalore to live and thrive. Yeah, you know. So I think that's fine. With Tyler's on about like when he's talking to R uh, five on the comms, that makes sense because he's got to tell R five what he needs R five to do. And what the plan is he needs to get from one place to the other place no, and he I mean, needs like, r5 to help when he's talking about r5 and then he's explaining every detail of the plan to grogu which is telling it to us mm -hmm. which, which mm -hmm. you could you could like this is me being nitpicky i suppose <laughs> you like you could reason and logic that <laughs> but i'm also like there's a better way to do that where it doesn't feel so clunky yeah but do you think that the 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 clunkiest one is Moff Gideon coming through the door and being like, "You killed my clones. I was using them, like you know, to." I wonder we're gonna the have to force, yeah. And like he just he's like, "Oh yeah, because we alluded to them last week, and you've just seen them all in the tanks, and yeah, we kind of need to explain what we're gonna do, and now they're all dead. <laughs> like it's fine, you know. They're not dead. No one's ever really gone. Oh, oh, nobody's ever really gone. That's why that guy is not dead, <laughs> including Gideon. Yeah, I wasn't having that death either. I was just saying. Like, that was he just stands there going oh as before the fire takes over at least have him face it so you know you know i've already yeah. seen people theorize like oh this gideon doesn't have a mustache he's a clone <laughs> oh, oh like... just, yeah 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 he's <laughs> very fast and furious for you know that scene you know exactly what scene i'm talking about mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah with the rock in yeah. the car yeah yeah this is what i mean tyler this is what we're dealing with do you know what i mean i was supposed this to be the positive one, one. I don't think I've I don't think I've said a positive thing. I really did enjoy this season though. I feel like the only episodes that I would not watch again would be three and what would it be six? Um <laughs> like the rest yeah, I really hate Lizzo, people hate episode four, the one uh with the creatures. Like the little flying thing. Yeah, again, the only the only good thing in that creatures. is the Ahmed Best scene. I no, I think the whole thing is like super fun and I don't understand I do not get the hate for that. I think it's a really. Fun I consider it the worst episode. I know. Like, why? What did it do? I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, why is that? Why was that uh, flashback in it? I'm like, it seems a bit, a bit out of place. This is the difference now. between 
season three and season one. Season one, we had episode one, we had episode three, and then episode seven or eight again. And they all intercut flashbacks. And we saw little different bits all throughout the season. And it mm. built and built and built. And there was this big climax when Little Din finally got saved by the blue the, by the blue Mandos. That's, that's what, yeah. Where this season, it's just like Fabro just like dumps his load all in one go. And it's cool. Yeah. It's just not as enjoyable and it, it it just it's a viewing member it well, just takes you out of it a little bit because you're like okay well that's but i happened. i think yamed best scene is the best scene like i think that's great. in that episode like the it's the it's the stupid chasing the little dinosaurs like and having ragnar like be given like putting a big bird's nest that's like the whole episode itself is just it's bad like it's just a it's, fun little mando adventure but it comes straight after the Pershing episode which I didn't mind and I think Nick didn't mind it either I didn't mind either the Andalorian but what was the point of that episode now as well I'm like I don't really understand well like I said with that one I, I think it's I think it's just like we set it up later on in, in the season that uh, you know like a G6 Alaya Kane she's she's working for Gideon on that planet and she's informing him of the New Republic's movements and plans and operations like that's what it was to I tell us think, i don't think they just summed i think they summed it up well when what's his name <clears throat> excuse me carson tevel went to went to coruscant but i don't think they've uh summarized it very well in this in the pershing episode well he also just... talked about cloning and combining genetics which then gideon was trying to do obviously with the force and whatnot mm. i'd be curious if they're going to combine gideon and grogu's dna like, how much is Gideon, is Gideon going to look like Grogu? Is he going to get little ears? Is he going to turn into a little green Why? man? Or is Grogu going to have a little mustache? That's what I, mean, I if you look at, if, you, if you look at the operation, <laughs> if you look at the operation on Navarro, like, in season two, that was not we Gideon. see a clone, and it's, it's not Gideon. Like, that is definitely a Palpatine Snoke thing. So, yeah, it was if you're going to clone yourself, why are you going to... Exactly. And if you're going to clone yourself, why are you going to clone yourself as a 50-year-old man? Why make yourself a bit younger? 50. I'm sure Giancarlo's even older than that. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, just, you know. You look pretty good in the fluid. Bit. You don't look too old in that fluid. Maybe. But it's probably back to water, isn't it? You know what that stuff does to you. Ooh. Get yourself some back down. But, uh, no, it's. I don't know, man. I Like I said, I, 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 these things in this episode I like. Mm. Like, Bokatan for me has been a standard of the season, and I think Bokatan in this episode continues mm. to be a highlight of this episode. Look at Bokatan, isn't it? Of course, this series, isn't it? That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It was like, really cool she's... with the shot with her with the dark saber in the air. It was really mm-hmm. cool to see that oh, yeah, live action. Cool. It like obviously yeah. looked just like Sabine uh, in those Rebels episodes. But that was really cool. And then I love the armor. Oh, that was great when you could see them in the background fighting when Din and um, uh, thingy, uh, Gideon are fighting. And you can see them all in the background. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the armor coming through as well, seeing the combat in the air. I wasn't having that, mate. Well, not with the hammer. She was too, it was too Thor-y. I was I, like, I giggled when she yeah, had we, the, we need to give the her tools a... in the air just because <laughs> she can't yeah, use anything else. We need, she just smashes people. We need to give her a better weapon. I, 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 I liked all the aerial combat stuff. I liked that. I like Axe Wolves in this episode. Yeah. I like you know how committed to the cause he is. I think he's he's again you you either give him a lot more to do. This is the reason they didn't give it to uh, Sasha Banks. Um, Sussing him out. You know, mm. yeah. People were saying that he's uh, he's the he's the uh, that's stupid in hindsight, right? Looking back at last week's title, mm-hmm. the spies. Yeah, it should have been called the scouts. 
it's, it's stupid like there's no yeah. no one no one's got that reference if you haven't heard of it basically they were par uh, paralyzing it uh, paralyzing they were basically saying it was the same as the Israelites going into the promised land you know scouting out the land so it should have been oh you the saw that the, i was gonna say promise. i saw that and i think yeah. that's accurate because um i'm not sure of Favreau's spiritual inclinations i think he's jewish yeah so uh, I think that's what he's got this it show has like so many like I don't call it biblical or or whatever, but there's so many like mm. religious themes or allegories in here. So when I saw that, I'm glad you saw that. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's probably what it was. Weird choice. Mm. Again, it's but a, like it's a, it's a very misleading title to a general audience. Yeah. Because what did it spawn? It spawned a week of people saying, <laughs> "Is the armor? Is the armor of the spy? Is it? She was spending Yeah, like it, it, that's what it did. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah, none of that mattered. Like, and again, we've we've seen whether it's through like people watching one division, people you know with the last uh, with the Force Awakens, with the mystery boxes. You put out a mystery box, you like you know build up all these expectations or theories from fans. People can blame fans, but if if you purposely put something there to be, be speculated on, the title of the spy is pretty bang on the nose because it's, pu it's pure. It's not the spy, which would be like. Aliyah Kane, right? When she meets up with a probe droid, like it is spies, and there's, mm. you know, there's nobody. Like you said, they should be called the Scouts. But like, I'm not a religious person. I wouldn't have picked. I wouldn't have picked up on it, and I don't think <clears throat> the average, like, person would have. You know, like again, if it was called the Scouts, you can Google that. And you can figure out what that means. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you at least that in that scenario, you have the option of discovering that yourself. Whereas if you call it the spies, that's not the same thing. Like you guys had to figure out that oh, they actually mean the scouts, and it's like a religious thing. They mm. should have called it that, they, but they didn't. I um, went to the holy place of Reddit to figure that out. So <laughs> thank you, Reddit, for that. But I, but, well, that each episode sense? title has had like a duality of meaning. So mm -hmm. I, I, I'm assuming the obvious one was meant to be Elia Kane, and then the Shadow Council. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't like very well indicated but, 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 but as well. What are they spies for? Well, she's a spy in the New Republic, and then I yeah, suppose is, they're like the, trying else to maintain their cover of. Is that one dude? Is it Pelion not... or whatever? He's like, we can't look like we're organized or we know what we're doing. But that's not a spy. That's just criminal organization. Hey, maybe a spy. I'm for... just trying to give like this. This, this, no, Stop it, trying to like, defend this show, Tyler. It's indefensible. No, it's not Disney trying to explain their logic, which doesn't. Two plus one plus there one is no logic. two here, but I'm trying to. No, trying to no, there it. is no logic in it. You know, tell you what, the, the celebration honeymoon period is over. We're straight back into how we used to be. That was a fast honeymoon. Well, no, like everything else, I'm, I'm still looking forward to. I'm still positive about, like the, you know, the, the trailers we all saw. At that convention, were, were fantastic. Excited, you know, oh. not writing any of those. <laughs> yeah, what's he writing? Honestly, next? honestly, that is a good fact. Like a piece of that factor into that now for me, because, like I said, I think Favreau did a decent job in one and two. I think he just can't handle when there's more play, and then he has to have all. He has to juggle all these different storylines, and he has to rewrite things. Like, okay. Again, this is obviously speculation, but based off his character arc in season two, oh, Pedro's not here, so we've got to be without our lead in man. And we built up to this scenario where he isn't just going to be 
following his his like group because in season two they really made it like they were like hardcore like re religious like zealots right in, in that season like yeah and like you know it wasn't it didn't seem positive in regards to them whereas this season they've gone full in on them and it's like yeah these are the good guys these are this and this and this and it's like i don't think that was the initial plan i, I genuinely believe it's because pedro wasn't available they're like we need an excuse to keep his helmet this on whole we like, can't the whole season just reeks of like suffering from outside factors whether that be scheduling yeah or things yeah. changing behind the scenes or i, I don't but if you were directives from other people i don't know but but if you were a competent writer i think you sort this out and again this was the longest we went between mandalorian seasons oh it wasn't worth the wait whatsoever mm -hmm. like it's the longest they took between producing the shows yeah like Favreau has also, for some reason, taken it upon himself to kind of write these by himself, for the most part. And I do not think he should be doing that anymore. No. Like, well, the... Well, my point I was getting at was that, like, all these things are, are kind of, like, adding to the to the mess of it. And then Favreau's, like, been very open about his limitations. I've been, like, on Mando train since, like, even before it began. Like, you can go look... Well, anyway, when... Like celebration 2019, like I was all about it. I was there. He's literally on Mando train. Let's not even go watch the cast come to the stage, and my stupid mug is there. Anyway, um, I'm not. That's not the train I'm on about, Tyler. Ah, uh, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> that that could have gone bad. <laughs> um, but I've been on the the bandwagon since, and Favreau, even before season one came out. I remember him saying a quote where like he was talking about he's like i'm not like a real a writer by trade it's not natural for me he's talking about he has to be in like a really specific headspace to to write well and so i remember i remember hearing that before the show came out and then it comes out and it's like really good and i was really impressed i was like man like this guy's like he's like hitting like the top mark with it um and then i think this season has showed like kind of his quote to be true and then so i think when if, if you know that whether it's yourself or the your employers your bosses the company you work for like you got to put yourself in a position to succeed and the people around you got to put you in a position to succeed and like i just feel like there was too much put on his plate where like he's now like the architect of of writing this whole like little mini universe and then he's juggling all these different plots and all these different shows with rangers and boba fett and he's only writing the mandalorian show he's not writing the others oh but there was boba fett that he did and then there was supposed to be rangers which was incorporated into mando and then him and dave are trying to plot out all this stuff and so the basket is just getting heavier and heavier and heavier with more and more toys where like that's like an understandable thing if i'm him i don't know why i don't like bring on somebody who can like help me smooth it out after my first couple drafts that's even, what i thought dave used to do but that's clearly not what he seems from what I've seen from Favreau talking about Dave's involvement, what it seems as if Dave does is Favreau writes the script, hands it to Dave, and Dave essentially tells him how it can work, like within the in-universe law and canon. Like, oh, this character would be perfect for this, this planet, this blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what he seems to do. And the stuff like the Dave Filoni, like, I don't, Dave didn't write this one, right? Like, he wasn't, like, last week he was credited as a co-writer. He wasn't this week, right? It was just John. Right, and then the other time Dave was credited was the one with Ahmed Best, and I assume Dave wrote the Ahmed Best stuff 
and because of his you know order 66 experience oh. hmm. and john wrote the rest of it so it was like last week uh i would assume dave was a co-writer based off of all the throne connections and whatnot he would have and been then, more involved just with the whole Mandalore thing and Bo-Katan as well. Yeah, you? but then this week he's not he's not on as a writer. So I don't know. Again, like going forward though, like we look at like Favreau and what he's done for this. Because uh, listen, it was all positive over the first two seasons, mm. right? Everybody's very happy with Favreau's, you know. What, I what know, he's doing. I, I was getting. Don't you remember? I was kind of in the same place last year. I was like, I think it was episode six of the second series. I was like, mm, I kind of don't know where we're going here. It's not not the really Boba a Fett episode? plain. No, no, of of Mando. Yeah, that was the Boba Fett. I'm, I do, I do remember saying the same. I do remember saying like, oh, was it the I'm, yeah? Oh, no, the I'm one talking, before that. Yeah, I'm talking broader. I'm talking as a general audience. Like everybody yeah. was pretty much happy with the first two seasons, right? Yeah. You then. So he he was two for two at that point, right? Pretty much. You then move on to the book of Boba Fett, which is sort of divisive. I don't like that show. Um, this season's divisive. So now Favreau is two out of four with his, with the projects he's wrote specifically. Mm. That's not a that's not a good average, you know. Like season four, if he's going back to basics and the things he's good at, he'll probably do a good job in season four. Like. But one thing I think they should have done in this episode as well is you need to be setting up the Ahsoka series. Yeah. Granted, they told us about Thrawn in last week, but you needed like a scene at the end or post credit scene or something to do with either Thrawn or or Ahsoka specifically. And like with a title card that says like the story will continue in Ahsoka or something. You needed something to for the general audience, not people like us and people who are all in the thick of it when it comes to Star Wars. Ahsoka's a big deal in our world because, you know, we've seen her through the Clone Wars and Rebels and everything else. We we are very familiar with her and her story. The, av- the average person, the person who just watches The Mandalorian because they saw a commercial and is like, oh, Baby Yoda is cute. And like all those people are just tuned in for that reason. They might skip the next few seasons of shows that are like, important to the overall narrative i just come back from mandalorian season four like what happened you know like because between that we've got skeleton crew and ahsoka and ahsoka is majorly important to like this little mando verse that's going on and that movie that dave is directing that comes out like in three years time you know that they needed to do a better job in trying to push that show on it, I'm not talking about us, but I've never average agreed people. With those, that kind of sentiment. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't you don't agree with that. think that they need to. Like, you don't think they need to, like, like make it appeal to the average person. Well, I think they obviously need to make Ahsoka appeal to like the average person. But I don't. I've never. I've never been of the belief that like your one project has to like segue into another really heavily for people to like get them on board I've, I've just never bought into that like i i don't think it hurts by any means i think if you go too far trying to segue into it then it can be a negative i don't think trying to set I'm up say, i'm not saying i'm saying i, I, just, I just don't think they needed to do it because like nothing set up because my thought is like when mando came out like nothing was like 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 segueing into that like we just all got on board because we liked it and it was good and so my thought is like Ahsoka comes out and it's really good and people enjoy it, then it'll get to that same level like without the boost. Like 
But it's it's like the problem of like the amount of people that skipped the book of Boba Fett because there wasn't Grogu and Din, and then came to Mandalorian season three and was like, how do they back together? That was even, but Mando even tried to give that one a little boost, and that didn't didn't, didn't pay off as well. And then I think the quality of that no, one man, just no, 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 Boba Fett, book of Boba Fett, like has more viewers than the Mandalorian has. Well, then what are you talking about? Then you said the people who didn't know. Yeah, the average person. Like, like I know people who watched The Mandalorian and just didn't watch Boba Fett because it was they thought it was nothing to do with Din and Grogu, and then just like carried on Mandalorian. Well, there was more people who watched it, so then I don't. I don't, I don't know either. Logic, like, though. all right, this is Nick. Nick will see how stupid this is, right? Go on, test me. Right. So Goldbridge, right? Mark Goldbridge, <laughs> right? We're already going on a silly path, right? When we uh -huh. bring up Mark Aldridge. Sorry, people, we're talking football analogies. No, no, we're actually not. We're not talking about football. Oh, we're okay. actually, so he, I was watching him do his, like a, a show like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And he, like somebody in his live chat brought up like, because he always makes Star Wars references, right? Yeah. And somebody brought up to him if he's watching The Mandalorian. He said, no, he's never watched that show. And then they asked him like if he's watched any of the Star Wars shows. And he says, yeah, he watched Obi-Wan Kenobi because he knows who Obi-Wan Kenobi is. Yeah. And he watched Boba Fett because he knows who Boba Fett is. Yeah. But he hasn't watched The Mandalorian. So, like, the, those. So, Obi Wan Kenobi has had 33 million viewers. Book of Boba Fett had 30 million viewers. A lot of those people, I think, tuned into those shows because of the, the names and the character is familiar to the average person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Nostalgia, all that, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, whereas The Mandalorian. <clears throat> like you've got people who tuned in just for the Mandalorian because when Baby Yoda first came out, he kind of took over the internet. Yeah, you know, and like that was a big draw to people to watch the show. Like who who may may have never ever seen Star Wars. Like that would mm. be like their first introduction to it. Like I genuinely, like, I swear, like hand on heart, I I know people who who didn't care about Star Wars, but they watched it just because of him, just because of Grogu, and like to the point where they thought he was a literally Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People still calling like, him it. Yeah, they they think that was literal. I'm talking about those people, who who are gonna the casuals. The yeah, and I mean the real casuals. I don't mean like people like us or at all. Like what I'm saying is what they should have had for the Ahsoka thing is. I'm not saying you should have really forced mm -hmm. it, but you should have just had a quick scene. Like I I don't know whether this is a quick scene of Thrawn, whether it's a quick scene of Ahsoka, because. I, I think they had a scene when Gideon dies, and it could have been Pelion saying, "Oh, well, we've, you know, we've not received word from Gideon; he must have died, you know." And then he's talking yeah, to this, Thrawn. This could and be, Thrawn doesn't even have to say anything; he just shows his face. It could have, yeah, like, even like I said, the, you could have just had a title card, not even a title card, but just <clears throat> something that says the story will continue in Ahsoka, like just something to be like, "Oh, okay," like I need to keep an eye out for that. Like this was what gets me worried about the end of the episode because I know I know they allude to it saying oh i'm basically going back to my hunter ways but that ending it's like i don't know i feel like it's i feel like it's open for either to just like end the season there yeah i thought to say but well, I, I, I thought I was that, like was... that i was like when i watched it, i was like oh that's a bit of a weird ending it's a lot of finality like, i like it. yeah yeah i like, like the ending to it but it's like yeah it's definitely there of like if we don't do another season which we know there's john's already yeah. confirmed we've written a fourth right yeah but like it, it is there to be like, yeah, we don't need to do that. We don't, but though. again, this goes, 
Yeah, it's to me like, oh, we're kind of basically going to see what happens but, with Pedro and then we'll take it from there. But this also then goes back to like what we were talking about with the Ahsoka thing. Like Nick just said, like to a lot of people, they might look at them and think, oh, that's the end. Like that's like, the, like you said, the end like feels so final. Mm. Like it's open for more. Like you could, you know, carry on like watch them do their missions as he's mentioned. Or it could just be, we just know as a viewer that that's what they're going to do and they're going to live a happy life. Like that's the end, but we know that this story, like this, this whole thing, the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Scarlet Crew, all build into one big moment, one big event in that movie. If you are built into that, you need to have them like sort of like say, "Hey, like something else is coming out," because yeah. people will see trailers for it, and because again, Ahsoka is a big deal to us. Right? Every single Star Wars oh, fan. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Every single Star Wars fan is going to tune in and watch like that Good show, no matter what. Yeah. But you've got to sell it. You've got to sell it to the average consumer who doesn't even, who might not even watch Star Wars, who might just be like, hey, that looks really cool. Like, and I've said and this that before. That poster ain't helping. That po- I, saw, I saw that poster at Celebration. That's what the like, that is It's a terrible, it's a terrible poster. But, um, but even in like, you so I, my theory was like, <laughs> my my theory was you need to with the Ahsoka marketing you need to kind of approach it differently because yeah she's a big deal within the fandom and we all know her but <clears throat> you put that on like the TV of an average person's house they've not seen any characters that they recognize and are familiar with they have no clue what's going on that's why like we've heard reports of Hayden's in it and there's scenes with Darth Vader I would put those quick glimpses in trailers oh, it's gonna because, happen. because the average person then who like isn't like us who isn't like you know follow nerds but oh my god darth vader's in that like let's watch it like i know who darth vader is mm. you know like the people who only really watch the movies like the those sort of people they could like, be yeah. saving that because when we get closer because it's still no but my overall point is <clears throat> that could happen later on but my overall point is it should have happened today it should have happened you, in the show. you should have done yeah. something t- today Somebody... At the same time, I didn't mind that there was no cameos or post-credits scenes. I did quite like that. It was quite a refreshing yeah. change because it's a bit of a Marvel thing, isn't it? Somebody said this to me, and I don't remember who said it, but somebody said, um, you know, like in the leaked trailer for uh, for Ahsoka, we see Thrawn's face, mm-hmm. and they, they, they took the trailers down online or whatever. Yes. What if they just showed Thrawn's face at the end of this episode? That's what I mean, yeah. Him talking like, to Pelion. That's, 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 yeah. that's Shadow Council thing. They're having a meeting. The Thrones in the meeting. Yeah, like yeah. He, he comes on the hologram and it's like... It cuts, it cuts to black. You know what I mean? He doesn't even have to say anything. It could just be like, you know... Yeah, you could have had all those... Because you could have all those TIE fighters jumping out of hyperspace back to a Star Destroyer. Whoever's that Pelion's Star Destroyer. I know, I know I just, what you're saying. Yeah, I know. There, I just there, think it's definitely been an opportunity missed here. Yeah. Yeah, I just because they did it in Mandalorian. They did it in the, at the end of Mandalorian, didn't they? They were like, they showed a Boba Fett thing. I was like, yeah, I can't remember what it did. They say that the story continues in the book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett. They said something, right? That's what it said. Like, so they, I, that, I just think they should have done something similar for Ahsoka because again, Boba Fett is recognizable. People do know who Boba Fett is based off of 40 years. Like, and he was in the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. He's recognizable. Ahsoka has only been in cartoons and one episode of The Mandalorian. Like, you need to sort of sell it to people to be like, hey, tune in for this in the summer. Like, 
again obviously they'll do marketing and whatnot on the on the ramp anyway but i think they should have done a little something like to just to because again like nick's mentioned like their ending could have almost been taken as definitive and like final you know like it is a such it is a really nice ending and i like the way it, it closes but this should, it could have been something i don't know i was surprised um, they didn't do something like that i don't feel like they needed to but i, I was surprised they didn't um I just feel like I feel like Ahsoka this is my sense I guess I like when projects stand on their own and they're not reliant on on each other yeah so I I, thinking, if Ahsoka yeah. can be transcended into like culture not just like niche Star Wars culture like breakthrough pop culture and just be kind of like mainstream if it can do that on its, it's own without same. kind of yeah. like a leg up then then I think we'll know that's the quality of Star Wars we want. But again, I guess that's what I'm expecting. Maybe I shouldn't expect that. But that, I guess that's what I'm hoping. But again, expecting, so. they are trying to sell everybody on a connected, like, crossover event. They want everybody to watch the shows and then go and see the movie. Like, that's what they want. They want to sell you on. Hey, you need. To, like, imagine if you didn't watch. One division, and then went to watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But what? What happened to Wanda? Why is she like this now? You know, why is she evil all of a sudden? You know, why is she after like? Why does she want her kids back? We've never seen her with her kids outside of One Division. Like, it makes no sense to the average person who decided to skip that show. Like, Dave and John really expecting a lot, mate, from this company because the the one thing they do do well is make plans <laughs> and you know plan things out well, in the future. So I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> you can tell we're getting close to the. You can tell we're getting close to the sequel trilogy, can't you, Flipping Egg? I can. I, I I agree with everything you're saying, and I I think your logic makes sense. I just don't know if that's what they want to do because I was watching interviews with yeah. Favreau at Celebration, and he was talking about why they didn't do more to kind of onboard audiences for Grogu and Din reuniting in Boba Fett. And <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this interview. Favreau starts talking about how he himself has watched YouTube clips and recaps. And he explained it as he wants to treat the audiences as intelligent viewers and not kind of fist, like force feed them everything. Which I think on one hand makes... I think you mm -hmm. take that as like, him really thinking that or I think you could argue that he's just being lazy. I generally think that they they want the projects to kind of be on their own and that the audience members will be smart enough to go and figure out how to connect them and fill in the gaps. That may be a miscalculation again, I on think, their part. Yeah, I think it is. I think you oh, shouldn't yeah. be doing that. I think you should... Again, do you remember like before The Mandalorian came out, that season three, they put out a clip on like YouTube and Twitter of like a recap and then they didn't include the same recap at on the first episode of the Mandalorian season three. Mm. Yeah, that was like funny. it would have been smart to use that recap there so the people who did skip Boba Fett or who who or who were unfamiliar with Grogu and Din's reuniting would just see that. I wouldn't like, be surprised if Filoni has said maybe if maybe said no, he said no, this is my baby, you know, this is my I don't think Filoni would have said no to it, but it's just mm. Because they're Maybe. saying, like, you've heard Filoni and Dave and John say, like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have have to see this. Like, they should all stand on their own. Like, you should, it could be a jumping on point. But, like, it, if you don't jump onto Ahsoka, like, and you just come back in season four and, like, 
I don't know, th Thrawn's running amok in the galaxy? Mm. You know, what happened here? Like, you know, you just... I don't know. Like, I, I, I just don't agree with, with the logic. Like, you if, they, if you want Ahsoka to be a success, like, you want to give it the best platform mm. and, like, that it can have, you tease it here. Or... Mm. Like I said, when you get closer in the market to the run-up of the show's release, you start to show familiar faces. So people are like, hey, I know who that is. Like, I'll tune in because they just showed me Darth Vader. Like, yeah. you know, he's one of the most recognizable villains of all time. Like, it's the, re it's the reason the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, even though Grogu is like a cultural phenomenon, is the reason the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is the one that's done the best out of all of them. Well, you know? Well like, it's the reason why this... So. this yeah, and there's a reason why this Mandalorian season two finale did really well is because the Luke Skywalker moment happened and it kind of broke the internet for like mm -hmm. that weekend. You know, like yeah, it's I'm I'm worried about Ahsoka now a little bit after the Ryan of this season. I know it's, I know it's different people, but even still, I'm not off. Yeah, it's just Dave. Ooh. Like I, <laughs> Dave, Ooh. Dave does know how to handle multiple storylines and yeah. an ensemble cast very well. Granted, as an animation and this is live action, um, but Dave. At, at celebration, you were there, Nick. They were hyping him up all the time, and we're like, "It's been ten years of build up to this for Dave, mm. of becoming a live action director." You know, like that's how they were talking about it. Dave and they were on stage. They were basically making him sound like the second coming of George Lucas. Mm. Like he, there's yeah, he he needs to be able to do it. Like he needs to be able to write the show. It shouldn't feel like the animated show just in live action like I, I just again i like dave i like rebels i i trust the ashoka show is going to be pretty good you know the cast is good everybody involved seems to be talented but i think it'll be yeah. i think it'll be great um we've got i think it'll be awesome yeah we've got way way off track we've spent a lot of time talking about what they should have done for marketing for ashoka gee flipping harping on mm. flipping yeah i know but uh <laughs> so going back to like this episode Nick hasn't said a lot positive about it. I've tried to say positive stuff. So what, are you, happy? I don't, I'm, what I'm, are you happy like about the, this episode? Uh, the action scenes were great. The CGI looks great. They love that shot of like, you know, when um, X-Wives going into space. Mm -hmm. I've got, no, got no problem with that because you hear the little, you know, little seal when they put their helmets on. I, know, I can see people nitpicking that. But I mean, it's only in the hour. It's not just like just within the atmosphere. And those, I can, I'm not, not going to nitpick that uh, too much. Um, what did I like? Hmm. <laughs> no, it was good. It was alright. It was, yeah, good action scenes. Um, it was breakneck speed. I thought it could have done with five, ten more minutes. And like I said, it could have been an Ahsoka thing, but, um... Is there any performances that is... like, stood out to you? Like, is anybody, like, it's been a highlight of the episode of the season for you? In Not terms really, of but like I said to you this the other week, this is what the show is to me now. It's kind of like, you know, this is what it's turned into. It was the crown jewel, wasn't it? And we, we yeah. I suppose it still is kind of the crown jewel of Nick. Disney Plus. But is Would it going to lose like its, it if that was Again, a couple more screws. It would have just topped it off, you know, perfectly. And a couple more, like, uh, glow stick lollipops would have been fantastic as well. If, listen, right, like, this, this, this season is this season, right? We've, on this podcast, we have often referred to this show as the mcdonald's fry right mm -hmm. which means we know it's not going to be amazing we know it's not going to be bad 
it's consistent and everybody likes the McDonald's fry, you know, like every like, and then we got all these other shows and like the, the varying quality. Don't go there. You know, Obi, what is the chicken nugget? You know, oh, I love a chicken nugget, mate. Every now and then, mate. You know, Andor's the Big Mac. Like there's, 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 there's something for everybody on the menu. It's all good. There's the the vegan burger i don't know what it's called but McRib. yeah like it's the vegan burger the McPlant. McPlant. <laughs> you know that's what it's called <laughs> like you know got that over there um i just i just Tyler. it's not something i've spent a lot of time thinking on <laughs> he doesn't even look at it yeah exactly i've never eaten fast food in my you life know, there's, so there's know. something oh, okay there's there's something on the menu for everybody and like but we always said that this was the the consistent one but we don't expect anything that's particularly amazing from it it's the safe bet everybody can eat the fry that's what this episode was it was safe it was playing a computer well, game on the easiest level i think i think the I people was never were worried like... it was wasn't it i was never worried about anyone anyone dying i was i i was there was no stakes i was just like yeah everyone's making it. i was I never once thought oh no they could get killed here i was like meh well, I think like yeah, there was. I think smile. again. I think this when you talk about like nobody's gonna die. Like I didn't think anybody would as well. Cause I think that's why they killed Paz last week. Mm. But um, when Din was like losing the fight to Gideon and the, the Praetorians showed up and like gave him a beating as well, and then they chased Grogu into the room. It was like that's that was a tense scene. Like that did feel tense, I and I think it was you. shot well. Other than when you you saw the Praetorians as the doors are closing and they're swinging their like. Uh, weapons and they're all missing Grogu in this very clunky IG unit. Somehow they're missing them, and we've we've seen how deadly they were last week and how they just battered yeah, Din but as we well. Saw how fast Grogu was um, at the start of this episode, catching up to Din. So, yeah, yeah, and then it's just again, when I saw him running across the lights, I I kind of like thought of the Boba Fett moment in uh, where he's chasing the little droid at uh, Jabba's palace. In the kitchen, shocking, shocking that bit was when oh, them two were actually shooting at each other. Oh, that was his bad. little legs are. Still I was just playing. like, oh, this is like, like oh, like he's he's just running across the lights and they're just jumping up and trying to poke him with the uh, with their with their weapons. I was like, yeah, but for like what like, that was and like the limitations kind of... of Grogu and trying to give him something to do, like it was pretty, like it wasn't like like you you know you're watching like a little mini puppet. And how many times can he run around on these like lights hanging from the ceiling? But at the same time, it's like, what can you really do with this puppet? Like, not that much. And the fact that they're doing yeah, a little but, bit, I, it, it was, is, it's enjoyable to me. But then Din, Din, Din goes in that room and like absolutely destroys it's them. It's finally right? nice to see like, Din what, unleash what, himself this season. No, no, no. Listen, listen, right? Like, you look at Ray and Kylo, right? They are both very, very, very strong <laughs> force users, especially Kylo, right? Like in that scene, how many Praetorians is there? Eight of them. Ray takes out two. Kylo takes out six, right? Right. Kylo takes out six. Ray takes out two. And they do that. Like the two of them do that. Like not with ease. It, it is a struggle for them. Like, you know, they only get away from with each other's assistance. We've seen Din be like get his ass beat many times right like he's not the like the most competent fighter if Bokan was in that room i would believe it more because we know just he's that she's competent and like good at combat like they they've showed us the duality of those two characters throughout the season right 
But Din goes in there. He doesn't get a hit on him. He's just like, he's just taking everybody down. Grogu's helping to force push people. And it's like, I think you you did a really good job last week and part of this week in showing us just how threatening and deadly the Praetorian Guards are only for them, th for them to be chasing Grogu on lights and like they can't work out like, oh, we could call this thing. It's just, no, we just jump up and poke our weapons through and then get beat up by Din. Like, I don't know. They were tired. They were tired from chasing the cold child around. Tyler yeah, would Dan was just waiting to go full power like, mode. He did you know. get taken out by that little spider monster. Yeah. But, no, I did really enjoy him seeing like back to himself, like back to form, like with the hand to hand combat. This season has been so yeah, heavily reliant on like space battles with him, which I, I don't know why. Um, but I've thought, like you mentioned standouts from the season. This is kind of off topic. To me, like one of the biggest standups this season has been the ships and the space battles. I feel like this is some of the best mm. like shots we've gotten with like aerial combat and stuff this yeah. season. Um, but it, like this last episode, it was just nice yeah, to see Din like going ham a little bit. Um, Latif Crowder doing his thing in the suit. Um, so that was cool. I enjoyed that. And then, like I said, like what are you gonna do with like a little puppet? And I appreciate them trying to use a puppet instead of like full CG. Um, Better than him just standing there, I suppose. Like Grogu, I mean, so I'll take it. Yeah, again, like standards for the season. Like I said Bo has been the best thing about this season for me. I think Gideon's done a really good job in the last two episodes. I like his suit. I like it, uh, that when he puts the helmet on, he has the Kylo Ren sort of sounding voice. Um, and like, it seems as if the suit may be enhancing his, like, strength and his power yeah was it not a thingy half a um well it? what's the dark trooper things i think this was a confusion yeah, yeah, yeah. was last week because last week he says like you know we take from like cultures and every culture has something good to offer and for mandalore and the mandalorians it's beskar and he talks about the dark troop troopers and says well the thing missing was me and now like and people last week took that to mean like the troopers with him were clones and the more I watch that scene, I was like, I don't think that is what he talks about. He's literally in a Dark Trooper armor. Like, you see the little thing on his chest going back and forth. Like, we, you even hear the Stormtroopers talk this week, and they do not sound like Gideon. It, it was literally just that he's in a Beskar suit. Because we see the Mandalorians last week. Like, I think Nick even made a joke about it. Like, we they get taken down easy. Like, they get shot. We see them go down. And then, like, they even forget they have jetpacks when they get kicked off of, like, edges. Did, like, the recap did you see it mm -hmm, yeah nice so bad and it's like it's so yeah get angry. and so this week like din's literally punching them like to begin with and they just got it so they they aren't made of best car like din's punching them they go down so it is just that gideon is in the dark trooper best car like uh outfit that the, the others are his clones like there is gideon clones but they weren't in those uh those in those point guards or whatever you want to call them. Well, I thought this um, episode did a good job making but, that clear because, like, even when Gideon's moving, like, the suit, mm -hmm. you can hear the robotics. And then they used the musical yeah, cues yeah. from the Dark Troopers last season uh, for mm -hmm. Gideon's stuff. Um, I do think the White Troopers are, are best car, but, I mean, I don't know. You had Paz punching them last week, and I know he's, like, a, a strong man and all that stuff, but... uh. 
Din isn't a strong big boy. I don't know. He's just knifing him, throat, throat, the, throat they, punching him, going for the. the... Yeah, but you, the, the I'm, fighting I'm, them, yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. That makes more sense to me. You know what I mean? Like the little the bits where their armor is and you know exposed mm. armor and stuff like that. That makes sense. Like instead of just shooting them and thinking, why I... are they going down? They got. But again, like I, the reason I don't think they're best scar is because like you look at last week where like they're all shooting them and they're just going down after being shot. Didn't yeah, but then fight. there's one at the beginning of the episode today when uh, Bo turns around in that alley and she's literally shooting one. He's just well, standing there, taking them. Well, one. episode seven, Bo says they're wearing best car, and then like you see the blasters yeah. being deflected off of them. I just chop it up as they're getting shot in the neck or the stomach because their armor does not cover very. Well, I just what, what it. What it actually is just inconsistent. Well, you did see Dinch a lot of feet. <laughs> that's what it is. No feet that's armor, what it so. genuinely is. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, it's just inconsistency. You sound like me after you've just watched Kenobi. That's all I know. <laughs> I I actually quite like this episode. I'm saying that I like the first half of this episode isn't very good. The latter half is good. Like, and the thing with this season is, I think there's three legitimately like pretty good episodes, which is this one last week and episode two. Yeah. The rest. It's just I'm a little too late. Yeah. Yeah. The rest. The rest is not good enough. Like, and again, I the biggest problem for me is the writing. And even when you have the episodes like um the Pershing one, you give a lot of a lot of time to that Alia Kane character, and I don't think she's a very good actress. Oh, no. Um and you were given her bad dialogue and bad writing to work with, which isn't gonna help matters. You've seen if it's some like with the prequels, you and McGregor, he elevates those. He has bad lines and bad dialogue to work with, and he <laughs> elevates it. He does. Yeah. And then, you know, you then look at um, Carson Teva. I think he's dreadful. I think he's awful. Yeah. Like, he shows up at the end of this episode again, and he's just like, yeah, I'm like, dude. Today. Yeah, he was good. If, if, any, if I wanted any cameos, it would have been a fleet of X-Wings, them guys just taking out the, the tires, it was, really. It That's was the just like, had. He ain't built for this. Like he is built mm. for sitcoms, which, which again he does good in, like in in Kim's convenience and whatever. But he isn't very good in this sort of role. Like the, the role he has is a straight man's role, and he's you know supposed to be a cool pilot, and it's not it's not very comedic. Like whether whereas that actor shines in comedic roles, and I just don't think he's the right guy for it. Like you know, I thought like, you were going to say this season Nick, was you know, the fillet of fish. I was gonna get really mad at you. Oh, I love a no, fillet. No, no, Pedro had that little clip where he's talking about he's a fillet of fish guy, and I thought that's where you were going. And he oh, jokes says he's I not. That's where you're headed. I was like, don't do us like that. No, no. <laughs> well, Pedro, like, he disses UK McDonald's. You Fair know? enough. He did diss UK McDonald's in in, in that what clip. If I told as you well. the reason. Um, all right, then, Tommy. Celebration. We didn't even have a McDonald's. Nah, there's no one near there, mate. I love the fact that you were so annoyed of us three for not wearing a Star Wars t-shirt there on the day. That it just really seemed funny. like such a, it seemed like oh, such yeah, a, a British thing. Yeah. Like, oh, God, I look so dapper for the mates. <laughs> no, everybody else at the convention is wearing Except Star Wars merchandise. We just weren't. It's not called, it's not dapper, Tyler. It's called hipster. It's called Sorry. being a hipster, yeah? I don't have a nice stash. And... <laughs> I wasn't dressed like a hipster. Yeah, exactly. Perry with his mullet, do you know what I mean? We all, yeah, we all know who has the best mullet. Twizzling mums, doshes. I see. Oh, absolutely. It's incredible. It's a thing of beauty. Anyway, listen, I assume this is all a bottom of our three Mando episode, uh, seasons, yeah? Yeah, this is the worst season, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Alright, so put this in. Give me your 
run of all the Star Wars uh, series we've had then? Where's it, where does this go in that include Kenobi? Oh, okay. Oh, uh, number one, we don't even need to discuss it, right? Uh-huh. Andor. Right, it's up there, no matter what. Yeah. Um, it's two, I would say my second favorite Star Wars series is probably the first season of The Mandalorian. Yep, same. Third is the second season of The Mandalorian. Fourth is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Fifth. Fifth is probably this. And then sixth is Book of Boba Fett. Wow. Where are you going by season? Yeah. What about yours? Where are you going by overall show? Just it's overall, yeah. Whatever you oh. think has been better. You want to go next? Yeah. Okay. I'll say it, Mando man. season one is the best. Um, Andor season mm-hmm. or Andor after that. Then I'll go Mando season two. Um, then I'll go Obi-Wan. And then I put season three of Mando and then Boba Fett below that. Nice. I'll go Andor one and then I'll end the list there, really. So, no, thanks so for the list. of you. No, you uh, like the first two seasons. <laughs> I don't know what no, no, I think we know it's number one. I think we know it's bottom. Uh, so, I'll go number two, Mando season one. Number two, yeah, I'll go Mando season two. Then I'll go. Actually, I'll probably go th- season three, third, no, fourth, isn't it? And then Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett, then Kenobi. I thought you liked the Book of Boba Fett. Because you and Pebby told part. like before when we talked about it, you said because I said, like, "Oh, we don't like Boba Fett." You're like, "No, me and Pebby like it," and like I found out I was the only one who didn't like it out of the three of us. Rewatchability. I don't know this this Mando season. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. Actually, yeah, I'll go book Boba Fett, then Mando season three, then Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. Now, what would you give this season as a rating? Um, <laughs> I would give it a seven. If you took out episode three and episode six, I'd give it a <laughs> seven point five or maybe an eight. Don't take out episodes. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting that out there for the universe. It's not DC, mate. You can't just chop and change it whatever way you want. You know what I mean? Uh, so you're going seven point five, are you? Altogether, I'll do seven. Well, he said that you take out those two episodes. C's get degrees. Okay, cool. Busy. I say six. <laughs> I say six as a season. I say f- five point five. As as this last episode, I say this last episode is a seven, and that's a, that's had a push. That's been generous, but I say it's a seven. Six and a half, seven. Yeah. See, he's put Star Wars positivity, isn't he? He has. He put uh, it I right back. After Star Wars after with you guys and moaning about the same thing, so I feel like I've let down. I feel like I've let down my role as a shill. The only thing, like, yeah, <laughs> Tyler's Tyler's supposed to be the positive one. He's supposed to be the one that likes this season and this episode the most out of us. But the only thing he really defended was them not putting Ahsoka marketing in this at all. Like, well, that's we, the thing I he can, went to I bat can for. agree and understand <laughs> every problem. To me, it just doesn't bother me that much. It's just like, yeah, it's just yeah, I, I can see it as well. I get your point by the like, time. It's, it's not, it's yeah. not as good as I'd like it to be. But it's still fun. I have a good time with it. And then, I mean, what do I wish was better? Of course. But it's also like, I'd rather have this than, than not. But I, I think my most of my positive really comes from, uh, like, I'm super excited for season four. Way more than I was for season three. Because I don't know where they were going with season three. 
like they kind of wrote themselves into a corner. And then now I feel like Favreau has very quickly and clearly uh, put himself back in his comfort zone. Um, so that is what gives me like optimism. Because even as weird as Boba Fett was, like that Mando episode was probably one of the best Mando episodes, like out of like no doubt. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I said it's it. So yeah. to oh, me, yeah. I, I still oh, yeah. hope yeah. that he has it in him. And then I feel like now that he's teed up Ahsoka and teed up some other things, and maybe there's a little less off his plate, and there's there's more people kind of overseeing their different areas. He can have like more singular focus on just Din and Grogu. Um, uh, so I'm hopeful that that bodes well for season four. I think it will. Question. How did this tie in um, Book of Boba Fett? Rick Famarumo said this would tie in Book of Boba Fett. Well, you know, the, the turn of the thing and they went the, there and yeah. <laughs> and there was a guy with the helmet. You know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you remember uh, when uh, Brandon Wayne said this week's episode is going to be really emotional? Yeah, yeah. What was that all about as well? He's just he's just gooning. Yeah. Me. If you've listened to him in interviews, you... yeah. If you've listened to him in interviews, you know not to believe that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, this is always going to be whoever followed Andor. I think was going to suffer from this a little bit because of how good the writing was. In that I rewatched show, so. all of Andor in between I didn't... last week's Mandos and this week's, and it's really good. It still holds up. Yeah. Oh, it's it's elite, but yeah, it's just the writing's next level. So I think yeah, unless it was well, Andor season two coming after this, I don't. I think whatever was going to take an hour well, really. I, I I don't even compare this. I don't even think of this in regards to to um to Andor. I, you know, I just compared it to to own little Mandoverse, so Boba Fett yeah. the first seasons. Well, I don't even, I generally don't even think about. It. I don't even think of Kenobi. It's not trying to um, be that. So yeah. That's fair. When it comes to it, yeah. yeah, yeah so I yeah, don't yeah. compare it. Like I am just going off of like again. I judge it as it was pretty much an isolation as a season, and the like I said, the, the biggest flaws for it for me is the writing more than anything because i think visually visually we have gone leaps and bounds above what they did in kenobi and boba fett for example in terms of like the visual effects and that is definitely because they spent a year in post-production um whereas boba fett had six months and i think kenobi had kenobi had six months as well um but again i think all star wars shows should have about a year in post-production to get this sort of quality um that's the only thing I'll compare it to in, in terms of like the other shows is, is just visual effects um, because we know what a Star Wars show can do and should be capable of doing. Um, but in terms of writing and in terms of uh, the structure of the show and in terms of like where, where its downfalls are, I'd only compare it to it's, it's, uh, the Mandalorian's previous seasons. And honestly, like in isolation this season, it's just shown Favreau to be a task like this is too big for him like Tyler's excited about going back to basics in season 4 I think that's a good thing for Favreau um, and I think like yeah we'll probably just get a season for probably a bit more similar to season 1 but again it's leading to the Mandalorian crossover movie so there'll be something in there that ties it to the larger narrative at some point um, and I expect Favreau to do things next season out of convenience so that dark saber will show up again if they if they wanted to, and Gideon will show up again if they Gideon wanted to. Gideon will return. Gideon I, I returned. 
he's in full armor. Like you can. That's yeah. not a hard explanation. He's a comeback yeah, looking like Anakin. They can if they can take a flamethrower. Yeah, they'll be, be right. He's right. He'll be back. Oh, it's it's fine. You know, no one's no one's ever really gone. Including you know? heavy. Just make sure you bring that little mustache back with you. Right. Yeah. Well, is that us done for the week? Uh, I think so. Okay. You got um, to I had a great time being semi-positive, so I'll work on my positivity. <laughs> Thank you very much. We very much appreciate you being well, here. And you've been I a wonderful guest. I appreciate the Bespoonians, but no, it's good to have a, a nice little, little three-way with you guys. No, First time. We're not Bespoonians. We're, we're Bespin's um, oh, minions, the remember? Minions. Uh, yes, we're the minions, aren't we? So, minions, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't you dub are, you that, by you, the way. You have some, international some... minions. Think about that. I have international minions. I have many international minions. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like Luthan out here. He has many mouths to feed. 